Hey everyone, this is Holly Singletary. Welcome to Hope with Holly. Glad to have you joining us. We have a special guest today. We have Daryl's dad here, Roger Singletary. Uh, but to us, he's Poppy. We call him Poppy. So I'm glad you're here, Poppy. Thank you for having me. They come up, uh, him and Needy come up, Anita come up uh, Christmas every year and spend with us and stay normally through the new year, or close to the new year. So we are just enjoying our time with them and uh hopefully they'll be back well how often do y'all come about every four six Not weeks every or six so. weeks we try at least about six weeks yeah so they we see them often which is nice and that was a question i've had from a lot of the people listen if you know if we stay in contact or how often do we see y'all and i'm like well y'all are just our family so we and I see you more than I see my family some, so we're, we're glad they're here. But we're going to dive right in. I have some questions from a couple of the viewers uh, to ask Poppy, and we're going to let him answer some questions and then let him talk a little bit about whatever he would like. So the first question is, tell us about... Uh, tell us about your son, Daryl, in his younger years. Did did he always know he was going to be a singer? I think I know this enough, but I, I always love to hear your take on it. Uh, Daryl was, uh, he was the first grandchild, first boy grandchild. So he was uh, around adults his whole life. It was two years that he was the only grandchild. And so with the aunts and uncles and uh, us being active at church, adults, he was around them. So he really took on that persona about himself being growner than he really was. Mm -hmm. I and can see that. <laughs> early years, early years, we sang gospel music, our family. Yeah. And him and uh, my youngest son, our youngest son, Kevin, they traveled with us. Now, we didn't go all over the world. It was kind of a local group. And uh, they would be on stage. Mm -hmm. And they sang um, on stage and talent shows. And How old was he then, do you think, when y'all were uh, doing that? I'd say five. Yeah. yeah. Five yeah. years old. And Kevin would have been three and a half, four. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was uh, almost two years difference yeah. between the two. Okay. And he... he uh, I don't think he really cultivated or really knew what he wanted to do till he was in high school. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he began to, to, we were in gospel music and we, we kind of would like for him to went that way. Well, that wasn't his idea. He loved Randy Travis and Keith Whitley and those guys. And he would travel wherever he could go just to hear them. Mm -hmm. And that in his high school years was in, when he really went where he wanted to go to the country. Yeah. And uh, I think he said his first concert, he, if I remember this right, he got to choose between Keith Whitley and Randy Travis mm -hmm. and he chose Randy Travis. Yeah. And so of course later he's like, man, I wish I would have went and seen Keith Whitley. Right. Cause a few years later, of course he passed. But what about, uh, 
it's funny because I know Daryl and I have talked about this a lot. He always told me he had his own style in school. So he was not mm -hmm. a, a follower. He was a leader, right. I would say, and really just dressed how he wanted, did what he wanted. He didn't care what anybody else was doing, which I love. I, I feel like that's a trait, I hope, the boys, yeah. uh, you know, not to be not followers, not to, conform to, not to conform to what everyone else is doing. So I kind of get tickled because I just remember some of his stories in high school. But as far as like the cowboy hat and the jeans and the belt buckle, was that always? Did he always? always. He, yeah. was, he was a cowboy at heart from early age. <laughs> and when he he went, he started school in Wigan, which was a, a one to 12 grade at that time. When he got to went to the ninth grade, they consolidated. He was the first grade that went to Cairo High, and it was a larger school. And uh, he wore big, big belt buckles, mm -hmm. uh, cowboy boots, <laughs> blue jeans, Wranglers. Yeah, it didn't bother him when he went to when he started school. I mean, he he dressed just like that, mm -hmm. and it wasn't long till everybody else was dressing with yeah. cowboy boots yeah. and Wrangler jeans and belt buckles. Yeah. Uh, he, and, and he, that carried over in his career. He just loved it. I mean, he, uh, he was what he wanted. He just stuck to it. You didn't, he didn't wave no. a whole lot. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he was at, uh, even in starting in school, uh, he had his mind made what he wanted to be. And yeah. I he wanted to dress. And yeah. It didn't bother him. If he was the only one, it didn't, yeah, matter. It didn't bother him at all. He was not intimidated, and he he had some. I won't say. I won't say uppity, but uh, preppy mm -hmm. friends, mm -hmm. uh, girl, yeah, friends, and uh, it didn't bother them. And it, it wasn't long before they were wearing jeans, yeah, too, and cowboy <laughs> boots. I love that he. I will say that is one thing I admired even when I met him because I didn't really know anybody. I I knew no one that dressed like that. And I remember when I first met him and we were not dating. It was just our first weekend that I had met him and might've been the second weekend because he was in a rope and up in Rockmart with the Haney's, Larry mm -hmm. Haney and Mike. And I stepped out of the car and I could not get out of the car all the way from laughing because I, I thought, what in the world have I stepped into? Because he came over there with his starch wranglers and his big belt buckle. And I mean, I just remember I got so tickled I couldn't. He's like, what is it? And I'm like, well, my gosh, your belt buckle's as big as my head. You know, <laughs> but he loved it. He yeah. loved it. He uh, even around the house doing things, you know. You think you throw on tennis shoes and shorts, and he didn't. It, that was his every day. Yeah. That was every day. So, well, and it's funny that you say he always about singing because I've got some sweet messages from high school mates and different um, friends back in high school that uh, one of the girls, uh, I think she said English class, they were taking a test. And a couple of times, a couple of times he was humming and she said he just all the time humming and he did that at home. I mean, he hummed all the time, but she said he was practicing his signature mm -hmm. and she, he would pass it up to her and ask her which one she liked better. <laughs> and I thought that was funny because he knew what he wanted to do. He, that's, 
I don't think a lot of us get that privilege to know that at such a young age to know what you want to do. So, okay. So what is one of your favorite stories about Daryl? I don't know if I know this. I guess in, in, I really, uh, this time, this visit here, I went back and, and told some stories to the kids. We, we've had to wait yesterday uh, for the boys to get a haircut. We got there early and we were sitting in the car and they wanted to hear stories. Oh. And of course, I told them stories about myself and uh, they, and for some reason, we were interrupted and I just stopped mm-hmm. talking and they said, Poppy, tell us, tell us about what happened. Well, tell us about the story. <laughs> and, uh, and they really enjoyed that. But one, one of the things that uh, I, I think about it quite, Daryl was a cowboy at heart from early age. Mm-hmm. And we had horses and cows and he was probably 13, maybe 12, 13. And uh, Holly, when you told me you were getting the girls a pony, that mm-hmm. brought back the, the memory of Daryl's first horse and what I had to go through to make it be a surprise. Uh, all of our lives we spent with at Christmas with my mom and daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boys never had Christmas at home until late till they were in their late teens. Anyway, I bought him a little horse and uh, surprised him, put it in the lot. And uh, he went down Christmas morning. I had, I sent him down and it was kind of like uh, Joel and Mercer that, why do I have to go down there? I, I ain't supposed to go down there this morning. Why, why, why? Right. That was one of his favorite words, why? Oh, well, so the boys get that honest. Oh, then. yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> and uh, surprise, he was surprised. Nice little Sorrel, Mare, and uh, Speckles was her name. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing was we had a neighbor about you know, a quarter of a mile uh as the crow flies and uh him and uh, michael smith they were good buddies they did a lot together mm-hmm. they were at our house or he was at their house all the time well he rode his horse over and uh they were doing something around and he got ready to go and he would mount the horse from the rear like roy rogers right. and he's seen the movies and <laughs> yeah so, but he'd always. It looks easy in the movie, right? Oh yeah, and he had done it a hundred times, but, yeah. but he'd always let the little horse know he was fixing to come and do it. Right. Well, he didn't let her know he was showing out, and he when he planted his hands on her rump, she kicked him both feet right in the chest, and uh, it it knocked him down, and he had his eyes closed, and he went hollering, "I can't see, I'm blind, I can't see." <laughs> And the lady, Miss Marsha Smith, said, uh, "Well, Daryl, open your eyes." Oh, and nice. he had his—he thought he was blind, but he come home and he was leading the horse. And I said, "Son, what in the world?" He said, "He began to tell me what happened." And he pulled up his shirt and he had two hoof prints <laughs> oh, right in the middle of his chest where that horse had kicked him. That was—and uh, and there's a lot of other things that we did as as horse riders and uh, as cowboys and. We broke horses together. Uh, He roped. He loved a rope. And I never could. (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to throw a rope, ride the horse. You know, that wasn't just my thing. He loved it, didn't he? He loved it. He loved it. 
I remember so, mm. so the first time I met you and Needy and I well Kevin, Melinda, mm -hmm. Kayla and Kyler was at a roping in Franklin. You remember that? Uh Daryl was roping. He was team roping. And that was the first time I had met y'all, but I I remember I sat with you in the sand the whole time and we I do remember. We that. just kind of hit it off. So it was um that was the first yeah the first time y'all come up and i met y'all so yeah he's always loved it i think that's just something and i didn't grow up around horses or anything he was just so good with them yeah he knew so much and he really loved it he did he did that he really enjoyed that part and being able uh to travel I think one of the highlights was when he would go out west mm -hmm. and have a day off and would rope with Get somebody. To go rope. Do yeah. team roping. Yeah. And that was. Uh, I, yeah, they'd I, load up their gear and put oh, it on yeah. the bus and yeah. Now, I never knew that he played golf. Yeah. But I found out after he traveled some that he kept his golf gloves on, a, on the, the bus. Mm -hmm. And. Um, and was actually a pretty good golfer. Yeah. Uh, Tony would always say, my brother-in-law, if Daryl played every day, he'd be really, really good. But he was always surprised how good he was to not play as much as mm -hmm. he did. I think as kids came along. But, of course, before, I think he'd take the golf clubs on the bus and yeah. they'd find a golf course. And That was uh, surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think. Yeah, I wouldn't. If you knew Daryl, you wouldn't expect that. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, you would expect him to be able to cap with cowboy boots right. on, on the golf course. Right, yeah. I guess that'd be the only time he didn't wear cowboy boots. So, uh, yeah, that's funny. Okay, so um, this might be a hard one. So, no parent should outlive their child. How have you and Needy made it through the hard days? A lot of prayer, and uh, I handle grief different than my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, she struggles. She really struggles, and uh, she cannot listen to his music, even now. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the kids get in the car, they want to hear Daddy yeah. sing America. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that CD has gone missing. It may be at the house. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But we used to keep it in the car. Uh, we were going uh, somewhere, and there's a station in Bamers that, that uh, they call it a Daryl Singletary radio, mm -hmm. and uh, they play him quite often. And uh, Mama used to whip me with a George Jones album mm -hmm. come on, and I I enjoy listening to yeah. to that. She couldn't listen to it. Now, I will, I guess, uh, what really gets us through is the confidence we had in him, knowing that uh, where he is. Yes. And yes. we'll get to see him again one day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we just take it a day at a time. There's days that, um, and I guess maybe the weather has something to do with it. If it's wet and dreary, that we get the mother groups. I do. Yeah. And I'll get to, 
a lot of times I'll go out in my building and get my rocking chair and I'll get the YouTube out and I'll listen to mm-hmm. uh, all the songs. Uh, I never go around mirrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kick the floodlights out and all those songs that he did, some of the live videos that we can watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'll listen to two or three out by myself. Yeah. And uh, that I enjoy doing that. But I, to get us through every day our faith. Yes. That, that's what that's what gets us through. Yeah. And knowing that uh, a part of him is still here. Yes. These kids, uh, these kids are really important and they are a big part of that. And being able to spend time with them, with you and I know Daryl used to tell me, Daddy, you didn't call or talk to me. You want to talk to the kids. And he'd always tell me, you didn't come to see us. You come to see the kids. Right. That's it not, changes when you become a, a grandparent. It yeah. Does. It does. Yeah. And, and that's not totally true. But, uh, <laughs> if the kids wasn't here, we may not come as often. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Right. We do love the kids, and that, that's because of that. That's part of our son. Right. And now, Anita. She would not be able to talk to you about that because yeah. she just falls apart. She goes to pieces and she always tells me that's part of me mm-hmm. that I've lost. And yeah, and, and sometimes, I, sometimes I don't understand that, but I try to. Right. And it's, it's tough for her. And it'll be in February, it'll be three years. Which is hard to believe. It is hard to believe. I think sometimes that someone brought this to my attention. Just we were talking about the upcoming February three years, and it kind of stopped me in my tracks because I was like, "Gosh, it's been three years." Because I think maybe just the life we lived with him being on the road so mm-hmm. much. Uh, sometimes it just seems like he's just on the road, yeah. and you know, coming home, and it's like, "Gosh, three years." That seems like eternity. And then some days it seems like yesterday. Yeah. Um, there's those, you know, I will say about the music early on, uh, the kids, we listen to it, I would say, if not daily, almost daily. But they really, you know, they want to, they want to hear it all the time. Yeah. And I, like if they ever go with friends, <coughs> I, I have friends tell us, you know, they want to put, you know, they want to put daddy on. They want to play Daryl and some good friends of ours, their son, which is Charlotte's age, five, and he wanted to put um, Charlotte's dad on. He didn't know his name, but they put John Denver on as a kind of a joke, Country Roads. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's not Charlotte's dad. Turn the real <laughs> one on, and which tickles me. But it's to hear those stories when they're gone, you know, um, they want to hear him. And there's some days. Most days are good and, and happy and happy stories, but there's some days, uh, Charlotte, just a couple of days ago, she wanted to hear Country Roads, but then, you know, halfway through it, she's crying. Mm-hmm. And so it's good and bad, but I feel, I feel very blessed that we still get to hear that voice. Yeah. So for us, I think it's, it's such, it's, healing in a way because you there's still that connection right you almost could see him sitting here singing right well i, I that's what i tell there uh 
town. That's why mm -hmm. I'm telling Nita. Yeah. I said, this is him. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, I mean, I'm sure it's a copy or it's on a CD or whatever, but I can listen to it and say, that is my son. And I, Kevin, our youngest son, he plays him all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we worked together a couple of Saturdays ago and we were in his truck and he had a whole album mm -hmm. of him and uh, Rhonda. Rhonda. And we listened to every song and uh, I mean, he's, he does. But and I, when I'm telling anybody, ask me about this, about listening, Mm -hmm. And I tell them, I said, now the kids, they want to hear him every day. Mm -hmm. I said, they constantly listen to it. They would today. all day long. They mm -hmm. would. And but I it's said, almost like he's there talking to them. Yeah, yeah. And because I feel the same even as an adult. Like I feel, I think about, I just feel blessed mm -hmm. that that part of his legacy lives on for us to still just feel like he's there, yeah. you know, or for you and me. To know the stories behind the song or you could think about going to see him live and maybe what little funny joke he told mm -hmm. before the song or all those little things that come back kind of yeah. flood your memory of uh, yeah i feel i'm thankful for those okay <clears throat> what legacy do you want left behind for daryl I think uh, the most powerful thing, the most powerful legacy was his love for his family. Yes. And his, and his, uh, his faith. Uh, the last time we were together in the truck together, we went somewhere. And that was the main not not me you know i'm the daddy i'm supposed to bring this up I'm supposed to make sure that uh he's doing what he's supposed to do that would have been in january y'all were here in january yeah before he passed away in february he told me he said god has blessed me and and i don't and like i said i didn't prompt this conversation he did mm -hmm. and he was telling about uh, the way he was tithing and how he knew that the Lord's blessing. He couldn't feel the dates. He just didn't have enough room for him. He was overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, his love for his family and his love for Jesus Christ is the legacy that, uh, yes. that I would want people to know. Voice-wise, he was probably the best vocalist in, for his style and yes. that i've ever heard and i'm still amazed at, at what he could uh, do <laughs> what he could do what he could do with his voice that range it, it was amazing yeah amazing yes when you look at your grandchildren do you see parts of their daddy and what traits do you notice <laughs> uh, i do see a lot and probably uh, Charlotte physically more than the other. She looks just like him. Just like him. Mama said she was Daryl with a wig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and yeah. especially the early pictures, I look back, like her little cheeks mm -hmm. were so chubby and that she had that 
solemn look on her face, which if he a lot of times was thinking, you know, he got this look on yeah. his face. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like a little twin sitting there mm -hmm. of him. Physically, Charlotte, yes. Yeah, when, I, when, when we come, every time I'll get her, take her in my hands, her cheeks in my hand, her face in my hand, and I say, you know <laughs> who you look like? She said, my daddy. <laughs> I said, you're there. I'll see what they made of. Oh, she, I think she, that, and she's so witty like him. Mm -hmm. I, he was very witty, and she's quick to just have a, just a, funny answer and you're like how would you come up with that and he was a lot like that yeah. i think yeah. you you never know what she's gonna say so you're yeah, almost a little true. nervous <laughs> what about what we'll do the girls so what about nora do you see in nora uh they're all and a lot of people might not recognize his tender heart now, he had a tender he heart he did yeah, he did. And she has, she is so tender. Uh, Voice-wise, all of them are blessed with some of his talent. They are. It's they have a ear. Yeah, they do. And a a ta a gift, I feel. But yes. what I would like to see with these four kids, for them to not on stage or anything, but home. Mm -hmm. sing together mm -hmm. and learn how to sing harmony, learn mm -hmm. how to sing parts. Mm -hmm. Now, if he would have been here, he would be teaching them how to sing parts. Oh, yes. And, oh, uh, yes. Lisa and I talked about this, and I have it recorded on his phone, and he was taking the boys to kindergarten. He recorded it, and I can't remember what song came on the radio, but Jonah was singing harmony. Mm -hmm. He didn't know he was singing harmony. Daryl was so tickled, and he came back home and played it. He's like, you're not going to believe this, Holly. You're not going to believe it. Jonah, Jonah picked out the harmony, and I was like, well, oh, no. But he did, and I thought he was so tickled. And even now, Jonah, they all can pick it up a little bit, and I think it's hard. I think you it, it either you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. uh, they all, like you said, have that uh, gift. <clears throat> what about... Mercer, what would you say? Is there any similar traits with Mercer and Daryl that you yeah, see? Yeah, I see. Uh, <laughs> I see <laughs> whatever he can come up with to get him out of trouble. Oh, yes, yes. Daryl, when he was young, I mean. Uh, Tell us about, this is one of my favorite stories. So if you knew Daryl or ever worked with Daryl or even as a friend, when there were, was work to do, Daryl would always disappear and come mm -hmm. back at the perfect time where if it was chopping wood, the wood was finished or it was loaded or whatever, it was done. He he skipped out, had to go do this or do that or take a phone call. But I always loved hearing the pea patch story. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, my mom and daddy, they had either a pea patch or an okra patch. Mm -hmm. And the boys, Kevin and Daryl, hit them during the summer. And they, uh, every other day, they would cut okra or pick peas or whatever, whatever was in. As soon, and Kevin tells this story. Matter of fact, last week he was telling somebody, as soon as they got to the, whatever they were picking, Daryl would have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
away with this up here. Yeah. He get he wanted to drive Granddad's truck. Uh -huh. He'd go all the way back to the house, and he would stay gone, stay gone. And the other pickers had to keep up his road, and he'd get back, and they'd be about through. And uh, that that was the case. And even mm -hmm. when Craig and Kevin and I came up. And uh, we were driving post or doing something out of there. And we were or maybe building a bit. We were doing something. We were working. And all of a sudden, you don't see Daryl. He's over on his phone somewhere. He'd be on his phone for 10, 15 minutes yeah. talking to somebody. He wasn't in a hurry. No. No. no he wasn't hurry. I, I see that one, Mercer. Do you see that one, Mercer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he yeah. he will. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm coming. And you're done doing what you got to yeah. do, Mercer. Mercer comes out. Jonah, Jonah is uh, a little more aggressive. Now he will want to get get the job done, mm -hmm. uh, and he does it. He wants the approval. Yes, he yes. wants you to say to tell him he's mm -hmm. done a good job. Mm -hmm. uh, but he will do it. Uh, His know. love language is words of affirmation. Daryl and I did the five. Mm -hmm. Languages live on the kids, and right. Jonah's was words of affirmation. Yeah. That was his. He likes to be told he's doing a good job. Praise. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. does. Daryl never got in a hurry. He he was just he took his. He was so laid back. Yeah. And I would say if if there was a fire, would you run? Like, would you run? And I say that to Jonah because he he don't get in a hurry. Mm -hmm. He's uh, his hustle is a. A medium walk. It's not even a fast walk. Right. So I get tickled because I see. I don't. And I don't know where well. he got that from. Because Anita's, you know, how she's wide open. One well, like Showtime or airplanes or bus call, all that. Daryl was always on time and hustling. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was one thing. But any other time, he was just kind of yeah moseying along. <laughs> he yeah, didn't get in a hurry. He uh. But it is sweet to to look at them and see uh, a little bit of him in each of them yeah. and in different ways. One thing Nora has asked me a lot, because I think we say so much that Charlotte looks like Daryl. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of did a side by side of Daryl and Nora, which that was his buddy. You oh, know, yeah. they were inseparable. And they have the same eyes, the same shape, the same color, just exact. Mm -hmm. And so I tell her, I'm like, you definitely have your daddy's eyes. And she'll say it like Charlotte, I, you know, I have my daddy's eyes. So it's, um, it's sweet. And like you, that's, I know everybody probably asks you, how do you do it? I feel like we're on the same page there. We couldn't do it without our faith that's right. and Jesus Christ. That's, and the hope that we'll see him again, that we'll, you know, one day get to go hug his neck and mm -hmm. then it won't matter. It'll just be right. Uh, Nita, she's, uh, for now two and almost three years, she's asked why. She would <laughs> like to know why. I, mm -hmm. And I tell her, I said, well, one day you'll understand why. But I said, then it won't matter. Then it won't matter. Then it won't matter. The kids ask that, uh, and I probably, I don't know that I've asked why, because I, I won't ever have the answer, and I, I don't want to get stuck there, yeah. and I just don't want to be mad or bitter or 
any of those things because I know there's a reason and I don't know that reason. And But it's hard when the kids ask, yeah. you know, and to help their little minds comprehend because our minds can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. So that's when it's hard, you know, why. And I'm just real honest with them, you know, that I don't know why, but God has a bigger plan. And, yeah. you know, we want to, we have to trust in his plan. And even sometimes with Jonah, probably more mad, he make it mad or sad. And I tell him all those things are okay. Those are all normal feelings. And, you know, mom wants you to feel those, but I don't want you to get stuck there. Right. I don't want you to stay there because I want you to know that we're still very blessed and we still have work to do. And that's oh, what yeah. I tell him. I'm like, we're here because we still have work to do. And we're blessed that we had, you know, daddy for seven years of your life. And he was an awesome daddy and involved and at your school every day. And some of a lot of people we know don't even have that. Mm -hmm. So I guess always looking at the cup as half full right. instead of half empty. Right. Okay. So last question. Do you remember when Daryl came? Do you remember when Daryl came home to tell you about Holly? <laughs> I guess that might've been dating or I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I remember, uh, uh, the, the roping and I had forgot about that and you reminded me mm -hmm. and we did we sit by each other uh, but I don't remember uh, a date now I do remember um, no I don't I guess the roping and I had forgot about the roping yeah uh, that, that we uh, kind of connected that day uh, but I can't remember when he told me about that you were he was dating you or that you're right. engaged or anything. I, I just don't remember that. He told me hundreds of times uh, after he met you and married you that you made him happy and you completed yeah. his life. So. Sometimes we were best you have friends, to go that's for sure. To get that's to, right. to find out. Wanted to appreciate what you had. Right, we, right. yeah, we, it's so funny. I, early on when we met, you know, it's like I was moving to Atlanta and he was in Nashville and of how big this world is. And then you meet somebody from K Wigan, Georgia. Yeah. And then you realize they're your rivals in football. And <laughs> it was just funny the similarities of, right both being from Georgia and um, I feel like a lot of our our moral values, our moral compass was oh, yeah. the same. And so it was, um, yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, we were best friends, that's for sure. That's, uh, that's what makes a, a good marriage. Yes. Because uh, marriage is not easy. It, it's yeah, hard work. It takes a lot of work. Even with your similarities, when you take two people uh, and put them together, you got one that's going to try to rise above the other at different times, mm -hmm. each one. Mm -hmm. So you got to learn how to compromise. You got to learn how to 
to cope with those things. And neither and I and June will be married fifty three years, I yeah. think. And it's not been easy, but she is my best friend. But well worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. That's what Daryl and I would say. Which you know, early on, you're young, and before the kids, is to look back to see how much our marriage changed from mm -hmm. before kids to after kids, and by far it was so much better because I think you're putting other people first, right. and I know for me, watching him as a dad was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I couldn't love anybody anymore. He was just, he was wonder. He was a great father. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> so it is. And see, that's what, that's what amazes me. Because he did not like kids. No. <laughs> when he was coming up. I know. Well, even with Taylor Noah, when we met, Daryl, so I, we, I was 26 when we married. So. Uh, he was four years older than me, but you know, we were not around kids a lot, mm -mm. but he was so good with Taylor and Noah. And maybe it's because I don't know. It's just funny because to hear those stories, you know, of him not being a kid person and all that, because to see him with the kids, yeah. they were inseparable. You know, he was the dad that changed the diapers and was all in all, for all of well, it. When he, he'd tell his mama about, our granddaughter Kayla. Yeah. Y'all just ruining that baby. You spoiled her to death. <laughs> and he just couldn't stand to be around kids. Yeah. No matter who it was. Right. And this is when he's in high My school. My how times changed, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I bet that was, uh, I don't know, so that was probably for you to see that transition from that to when we came, being that doting dad. When we came, uh, after I had my heart surgery, we couldn't be here for the boys I remember, the yeah. They were early. They, they came early. So mm -hmm. we came oh, a month later yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And y'all were on Indiana. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Terrified. We were terrified when we came when home. I, them little babies Tiny. were about a foot long. 4'4 four, four and 4'14. Four, and, uh, and we were petrified coming home by ourselves with them. <laughs> he I played remember. the Opry the night before. He went to play the Opry the night before, and then they had to pass several tests before we could take them home the next day. And I just remember I could see it right now. We looked at each other and like kind of with tears in our eyes, and we we're like, oh, gosh, what do we do now? We're leaving. Like, <laughs> it's just us. We don't have anybody to tell yeah. us if we're doing it right or wrong or what are we doing? And we got home, and I'll never forget it because Daryl loved the house cold. I used to joke and say you could hang. It's like a meatpacking plant. Yeah. yeah. Well, Four four and four fourteen, we had it was like a sauna, and Daryl was like all in. He's like turn it, you know. It was like eighty two degrees in there because we had to keep their body temp regulated. Yeah. We were he was dying. He never said a word. He never complained. But you know he was. Uh, yeah. It was so hot in the house. I remember it that. Was. And he was. He never balked or backed up from changing the stinky diaper. No. Nah, when we, our two kids, I never changed mm -hmm. the stinky diaper. Once in a while, I would change yeah. Maybe one time. Yeah. My wife would correct me. Maybe one time I changed <laughs> the wet diaper. But I never did that. And uh, to see him, I mean, he was all in. It didn't bother me. I don't baby. know if it's because we had two maybe, and he had, you know, it was, we kind of all hands on deck, but he... 
he jumped right in, but I will say this. He was a comedian. And if there was any smell, he would tell me that he had a sensitive gag reflex and he would just start gagging before he ever opened the diaper. And I wish I would have videoed those things because he was so dramatic and almost to where I just die laughing before he ever opened the diaper. And I'm like, I don't even smell it yet. And he would already start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he would say, I have a sensitive gag reflex. And I'm like, well, that's the first one. I've never heard anybody say that. That was funny. So I remember him calling y'all and telling y'all you'd had your heart surgery and he, that you had to get the flu shot, pneumonia, flu shot, maybe. Flu and pneumonia. crawl. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Before y'all could come. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Sure did. Uh, we got the flu shot. Mm -hmm. And I, and we, we talked about this in October. <laughs> Ten years now in a row in October. You get we it. thought we got our flu shot. Yeah. We were terrified. There again, it's like, don't go in public. Don't have them around mm -hmm. anybody. They were susceptible to, you know, all the things that winter brings. And because they were preemies, uh, they came about four weeks early, but they never had to have anything. You know, they didn't have to be on oxygen, nothing. Yeah. They stayed in the NICU for nine days, but that was just to make sure they could keep their body temp up. And I can remember, you know, we would, he would have Jonah and I would have Mercer or vice versa. But I just remember even in my hands, they were like baby dolls. They were so tiny. Yeah, they were tiny. And I, I, we've got pictures as in that same house mm -hmm. when the, they must have been a year old, right at a year old. Yeah. Me and him, but we were in the swings and Jonah was a, a little, well, Mercer they were both chunks they were oh my goodness they were it was hard to believe that those little bitty babies yeah. started when they started getting rolls and yeah. i'm like oh my goodness yeah it would tickle me y'all had these uh high chairs that sat on the floor mm -hmm. uh, and they'd be eating a cookie and one of the dogs i don't know where which Frank one jackson would come by <laughs> and they would hold the cookie out and let the dog have a bite, and then they'd go back and eat the rest of the cookie. Yeah. It would tickle me. The, the dogs knew when feeding time, they knew when the babies got to eat that mm -hmm. they were probably going to get a treat or yeah. two, so to go in there and <laughs> hang out. So hard to believe, right? Ten years later, we got boys that are turning into little men. They are. They really are. Uh, what I appreciate, what you've done, is giving them some responsibility mm -hmm. getting up in the morning i mean to to us that's not a big deal right. to them it's a big that deal, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. have to get up get out feed the cows feed the goats feed the chicken now feed a horse mm -hmm. but it, they have something to do and they're not on um, their ipads all the time mm -hmm. And yesterday, uh, being able to, to shoot the guns that was and to fun. shoot the clays, uh, they loved it. They did love it. I believe they would have stayed out there till dark. They oh, I know they would have. I don't know if I even told you. So uh, they came in last night, and I told them to go get undressed and put their clothes in the laundry. And they both took their shirts off. Well, they both have, you know, and they aren't a little <laughs> bruised. 
And I look, mom, I'm like, all right, that's a rite of passage, buddy. I'm like, yep. he said, yeah, that makes me a man. I'm like, well, <laughs> it takes more than that. But it tickled me. I thought, so Daryl and I, when we moved out here, I never set foot on a farm until I went to y'all's house in Wigum. But I've always loved the country. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved out here, uh, it was just kind of heaven on earth. It was yeah. just that feeling of slow pace and still five minutes from town, but loved mm-hmm. it. But I just remember Daryl, all his stories growing up and I loved and you know how they would raise pigs and they had to sell their pigs to buy school clothes. And I'm like, man, that's the life because now these kids get everything they want. They yeah. don't want for a thing, but you still want to teach them those, values of hard work and responsibility and being good men and being respectful to your elders and all those things. So once we started getting animals, that was part of their chores, even early. And that was one thing with Daryl. He's like, I, you know, that's what I did growing up. And I'm like, you know what? They need to know how to take care of something and why we take care of it and responsibility. And so they do. They get up in the morning before school. They go feed. And it is a big deal to them. But, you know, it's important that at this point that I raise good men to be good men and yeah. have those responsibilities to hard work. Yeah. Um, when I, I started working, we had tobacco farmers, flu tobacco. Uh and that's hard work. And it's hard work. Yeah. And I worked uh, I, I worked with two families and I worked five days a week. But I despise working on the farm. Mm-hmm. And when I got a chance to go to town to get a town job, mm-hmm. a regular job, mm-hmm. I jumped at 16 years old. Well, farming's hard. That's it it's, is it's, hard. And it's not a nine to five job. And I didn't come from a farm. Just knowing now what I know, it's it's a 24 hour job. It's the cows got out. It's the cat, all the things that go along with it. Exactly. So I made my transition made me a better employee than, than the average person. Yeah. And I, I keep, I tell, we used to tell my employees at post office, you find a farm girl or boy. You got good employees. They're good employees. Because they know how to work. That's right. I, yeah, that's so and you true. go right into the to the secular world, the workforce, mm-hmm. with the same values, and you get the job done. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I made a good employee because I didn't want to go back to the farm. Now, I want to go back to the farm. For fun. For fun. I enjoy doing it. Uh, now, I'm, or it's just... Uh, well, it's probably relaxing in a little bit now. It it's, is. it's more, I know Daryl, when he'd be on the tractor, which now he loved a big piece of equipment. He mm. used to tell me about the oh, peanut yeah. machines he drove. And he, I will say he was such a good driver of all those things, even with the big trailers and backing it up. And even the bus, you know, this big tour bus. I mean, he, there wasn't much he couldn't do. Right. Uh, but he always would accredit that to, Papa Hop, mm-hmm. you know, loading the trailer, letting him back up, and all the things I feel like the boys will need to know, right. you know. But it's so funny because he, um, 
I tried to get him to buy about 50 more acres. He said, well, it's fun now. It ain't fun when you have to work it <laughs> and keep it up. Right. And that's so right. I, yeah, I was like, well, that's probably true. So, well, I've enjoyed our time together. I know that we had some good questions. So we'll have to have Poppy back on here um, soon, which like he said, they come up about every six weeks and stay about a week at a time. So we'll have him back on here. Well, we uh, Daryl used to say, "Why don't y'all stay longer? Why don't Dad and them stay longer?" Well, I, I'm of the mindset that uh, visitors, <laughs> in-laws, are kind of like fish. They begin to smell after about three days. That <laughs> so old saying. I don't. Yeah, that's that. I, and I've never felt that way here, but we uh, we don't want to get. Where are I welcome? I would say, how long? I mean, 20 years now. We've been, we've never really, I mean, we've had a few conversations that were hard, but we've just always gotten along so good. Yeah. Really, which I feel like is a blessing because that's not always the case, you know, with some in laws. Yeah. I hear some horror stories. So I feel very blessed to have good in laws. Well, that I consider family. Well, we love you, and uh, we just it's we just thank you for the opportunity to share the kids with us and and the time we spend with you. Uh, it's needy it's, says I'm the daughter y'all never had is what she that's tells exactly me. Right. That's <laughs> so, right. and I I feel the same. All right, well I think we got it. Thanks for being here. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Hope with Holly S. Or you could go to the website at HopeWithHolly.com. Until next time, be hopeful. <music>